0: Welcome to today's podcast, Casting Down Idols. This is the podcast where we talk about addictions and recovery from a biblical point of view. I'm your host, Pastor Mike Dixon, and I'm addressing the problem of addictions from my own personal experience, but most importantly, from a biblical perspective. Whether it's drugs, alcohol, sex, shopping, gambling, or overeating, or whatever struggle you may be facing, I want you to know there's hope for change. It's my prayer that through this podcast, you'll pick up some tools and encouragement that will enable you to live addiction-free. I've been clean and sober now for 31 years, and you can too. So let's learn, grow, let's encourage one another on this road called recovery. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is Pastor Mike Dixon for the podcast Casting Down Idols. Today is Tuesday, August 18th, 2020. It's a pleasure and a privilege to be back with you today. I was sick all of last week, so I didn't get to do an episode. I thank God for his healing power upon me. And in this COVID 19 world that we're living in right now, I went and got tested twice and got two negatives on the COVID 19 test. So, my friends, two negatives in this case equal a positive. If you know what I mean. So I'm thankful for God's blessing upon me and his healing upon me. I want to I want to bring you an episode today. I want to talk on the subject of obedience. How important obedience to God is in the life of somebody in recovery. You know, if you want to break free from the past, you need to listen to your creator. You need to listen but you need to yield and you need to apply what he says to your life in order for your life to make sense. I'm in Luke chapter 11. And by the way, before I read this passage, I want to give a shout out to everybody in the life ministry up in Edgecombe County in Rocky Mount, North Carolina. They're meeting tonight. They meet every Tuesday night, 630. It's the Christ-centered addiction recovery ministry open to men and women free of charge. If you're anywhere near Rocky Mount, be a part of that on Tuesday night. Also, we're praying about very soon in the fall of this year, maybe within the next couple of months, we're going to begin a life chapter right here in Pitt County. I'm now in Winterville, North Carolina, which is just outside of Greenville, North Carolina. We're going to begin a a ministry here. So if you're anywhere near Pitt County, want to be part of that, stay tuned. Well, in Luke chapter 11, I can't read my focal text, which begins in verse 27, without backing up and just sharing with you verses 24 through 26. Jesus is speaking. And the Bible says in Luke chapter 11, verse 24, when the unclean spirit has gone out of a person, it passes through waterless places seeking rest and finding none, it says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when it comes, it finds the house swept and put in order. Then it goes and brings seven other spirits more evil than itself. And they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that person Is worse than the first. Now, again, Jesus is speaking these words here in Luke chapter 11, and he talks about when a demon is cast out of a person, it's referring to the person as the house the dwelling place of that demon. And that demon leaves that person. And then he just goes to and fro uh, seeking another house and uh, finding none. He comes back to the previous person that he was indwelling. And not only does he enter that person, but the Bible says that he brings seven other spirits more evil than himself. And so that individual's condition is going to be worse in the end here than it was in the beginning if you follow me. You know every time I read that passage and I think about it I can't help but think about relapse. It seems like so many times in addiction recovery in the life of people that are struggling under substance use disorders it seems like when they relapse it always begins to be worse than it was to start with. I've heard stories no doubt you have too of people who have been clean for some time off of drugs and then they relapse and they fall back into it, and they think that they can just pick up where they left off as far as the amount and the quality of drug that they were using. And many of them overdose because their body is not able uh, to handle that volume or that quality or that quantity of the drug as it once could. And so I think about this passage, and Jesus is talking about when, you know, one demon leaves, it's not enough just to put off things in our lives that ought not to be there. It's, it's not enough just to stop using drugs. It's not enough just to stop drinking alcohol. It's not enough to quit these addictions that we've been part of for so long. But we've got to put something in the place of it, you see. We can't leave the house empty because if we do, not only is that demon going to come back, but he's going to bring friends with him. So you're going to be worse off when you go back into that addiction than you were When you started to come out of it, I'm hoping that's making sense to you. So I I just want you to be on guard uh, concerning relapse and temptation to want to go back. Man, that's a trick of the devil. He wants to take you out of this world. And so pay attention. We're talking about obedience today, obedience to God's word, obedience, heeding his warnings, just like this warning right here. I don't want to go back. I can't turn back. I'm not going to go back and use, man. I know. I remember what my life was like, man, in shambles, full of loneliness and pain and hurt before I came to Christ, all into drugs and alcohol and all the party scene and everything that the world offered me just left me broken, left me empty, left me craving more. I was never satisfied. You know, that's the sign of an addiction. You're never satisfied. You feel like, well, if I can just get one more fix, if I can just get one more drink, if I can just engage in this behavior one more time, I'll be satisfied. And yet you find out you're never satisfied. You know, it's like feeding a monster, and the more you feed the monster, the bigger the monster gets, and the bigger the monster gets, the greater the appetite of the monster, intolerance, in addiction. you got to have more, and you got to have more, and you got to have more. The monster is never satisfied. Be obedient to Christ's warning. Remember, if you turn around and you go back, it's going to be worse than it was before. He goes on in Luke chapter 11, verse 27. And he says, and the Bible says, as Jesus said these things, a woman in the crowd raised her voice and said to him, blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast at which you nursed. And Jesus said, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. And so some woman just pipes up in the teaching of Christ and says, blessed is your mother who bore you? What a blessed woman that must be to bore, uh, to, to bear such a wonderful prophet, a wonderful gifted teacher as you, Jesus. And Jesus said, no, I'll tell you who's blessed. The person who hears the word of God and keeps it. The person who obeys me. I remember when I was 16 years old and I bought my first car. It was an older model Ford Fairlane. In fact, it used to be the car of a a game warden, and so it was souped up. I think it had like a 390 large block engine in it, and I'm not much in mechanics and that type of thing, but I think that's right. But anyway, it was a souped-up car, a Ford Fairlane, one of the first cars I owned as a teenager growing up. And parents, let me just give you a word of advice. Don't let the first car, your teenage son or your teenage daughter, but especially your teenage son, don't let the first car be a previous law enforcement officer's car. I mean, that thing would fly. That Fort Fairlane I had was like a rocket, man. And I got into all kinds of trouble with that. I felt like I could outrun the police, try it on occasion. I remember one time trying to outrun the police in Washington, North Carolina. It was on a Friday night, right in the middle of town, and a police officer got behind me, popped on the blue light, and me and I had a couple of friends with me. I thought I was going to show off, and so I put the pedal to the metal, and I just took off, went around the blocks, and went down back roads and behind alleys, and finally, I got so far ahead of that police officer behind me, I couldn't see his blue light anymore, and so I whipped in behind the first building that I got to, shut the engine off, turned my lights off, and sat there and looked up and realized I had parked right behind the Beaufort County Courthouse in which was the Beaufort County Police Station and so I'm sitting there me and my two buddies in my car and we're watching on the streets behind us and we could see police officers I mean several of them probably four or five maybe six police cars with lights on and they're circling around and they're trying to find me and about five minutes later my car was surrounded Let me tell you, they put me through the ringer. They made me do an inspection right there in the parking lot of the Beaufort County Courthouse. They ended up giving me a ticket for slick tires, loud muffler, improper equipment, speeding, unsafe movement violation, failure to stop for a blue light, all those things. And by the time I was 17 years old, I didn't have a driver's license anymore because that's what happens when you get 12 traffic tickets in your first year of having your license. And so I'm just saying I was a smart aleck. I decided I'm not going to obey the law. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to be a big shot. I'm going to be a hot shot. And so I lost my license for at least a year. When I got my license back, I was just as bad as I was before. My life never began to change until I trusted Christ as my Savior. I've told you that in previous episodes. That's what I needed in my life. That's what you need in your life. When we talk about obedience, first thing you need to do is you need to obey the gospel. You need to come. You need to put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You need to say, Lord God, forgive me. I'm nothing but a broken vessel. Lord, fix me and dwell me. I pray you would empower me to walk in obedience and be everything you want me to be. It used to be a children's song we'd sing in church years ago, and it went something like this. He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be, and that's true in my life, and that's true in your life. You know, I thank God I'm not always, I'm not always what I ought to be, but I thank God that I'm so much closer to what I ought to be than I ever was before, and that's because the Lord's changing me. And so we've got to be obedient. I'm just saying every choice, every decision you make is going to have a consequence. If you walk in disobedience, it's going to have a consequence. For me, at 16 years old, it was losing my license. It was having to pay traffic violations. It was having uh, to do all those things to uh, try to reconcile for my past bad behavior. There's always a consequence. You know, we've got the word of God in our hands. God's given us direction for our lives. He created us. He knows better than anybody else how we ought to be living. And we say, oh yeah, I believe the word of God, but do you really believe the word of God? Because if you really believed what the Bible said, you would be living it out and applying it to your life. Now, in Luke chapter 11, in this text that I just read, first of all, the Bible deals with hearing the word of God, hearing the word of God, Luke 11, verse 27. Our Lord Jesus Christ was in ministry here. as recorded in the Gospel of Luke. He's performing miracles. He's helping people. He's teaching the wonderful words of life. And this one one woman, this one woman was overcome and she got to thinking, you know, what a blessing it would be to be this man's mama. I mean, what a blessing it would be to give birth to this man, to nurse this man as a baby. A man that can heal the sick and cast out demons and teach the words that he's teaching. What a blessed woman Mary must be. You know, a lot of people today, there's whole denominations today that worship Mary, whole religious systems that are based on the worship of Mary. But folks, when you read scripture like this, Jesus is clearly teaching us we're not to worship his mother. His mother's not God. She was a sinner saved by the grace of God. Yes, pure and holy was the one that God used to bear Jesus the Savior, but Mary needed the Savior just like you need the Savior, just like I need the Savior. Mary had a great privilege in giving birth to Christ, but she also had a great responsibility in, the re- in receiving the Christ that she bore. Now, this woman here, she's overcome by emotion, the one that speaks up here, and a lot of people are overcome by emotion, but listen, it's not emotion, it's not sentimental feelings that's going to make you right with God and cause you to live a blessed life. Jesus says in verse 28, I'll tell you who's blessed. I'll tell you who pleases me more than my mother is the one who hears the word of God and keeps it. What a great privilege it is to hear the word of God. You understand what a privilege that is? There's a wonderful ministry that began way back in 1967. It's devoted to making the world aware of the persecution of Christians around the world. The ministry is called the Voice of the Martyrs. If you've never heard about that, you need to Google it, check out their website, check out their ministry. You can access news stories and prayer requests, www.persecuted.com, www.persecuted.com. Today, all around the world, we've got Christians, brothers and sisters in Christ that are living in societies, living under government rule that forbid the reading of the word of God. And so if you're in a place where you can freely hear the word, you can read the word without persecution, you ought to take that as a blessing and thank God for that great blessing. What a privilege it is to hear the word. We're privileged to be able to speak the word of God here in the United States of America. We ought not to be bored with the Bible. Jesus says, blessed is the person who hears the word of God, but it's not enough to hear the word of God because we're talking about obedience. You've also got to be willing to keep the word of God. Jesus says, blessed is the person that hears the word of God. That's a privilege. But then he says, and keeps it. That's the responsibility. With every privilege comes a responsibility. Now, for me, at 16 years old, when I got my driver's license, that was a privilege. But with that privilege came a great responsibility. And I was not willing to live up to that responsibility, take on that responsibility, honor and obey the laws of the highway. I wasn't willing to do that. So I had to pay the price for my choice in rebelling and not being obedient. And so when God tells us to do something, this is not rocket science. I mean, you need to hear it, yeah, but you need to obey it. You've got to apply that truth to your life. I mean, I thank God. I thank God for giving us his word. I thank God for allowing us to hear his word, being spoken and being taught and being preached. But we got to also receive it and apply it to our lives. We need to live it out. I've got to hear it, yes, but I've got to obey it. And so it's a privilege to hear the word of God. And so I want to ask you, how are you handling that responsibility? I mean, what are, you, are you doing what the word of God tells you to do? Are you walking in obedience? We need to hear the word. We need to obey the word. God's way is the best way. You know, I hope you already know that's true. God created us. Who should know better than God how we ought to be living since he's the one that created us? When I think about it, I think I would have to say that obedience to God, hearing his word, receiving his word, applying his word, living in obedience, is the greatest discipline in the Christian's life, even greater than prayer even greater than Bible study, even greater than evangelism, is to worship God, to heed God's word, to receive it, to apply it in the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's directly related to our worship. If we truly worship God and we love Jesus with all our heart, mind, and soul, we're going to want to not just hear what he has to say, but we're going to want to work and live in obedience to him In Matthew chapter 15, verses 89, it says, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. So it's not enough just to say the right things, but we've got to make sure that we apply the truth of God to our lives. Obedience, the greatest discipline in the Christian's life. Obedience, an indicator of my true worship to the Lord. Obedience. That's key to recovery and overcoming your struggles. Let me pray with you today. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your blessed word, and I thank you, Lord, for reminding us today. It's not enough just to hear your word. What an awesome privilege that is, but we've got to be willing to apply it, to live it out, to be obedient to you. Lord, that's the responsibility. And Lord, I know that your way is the best way. I know, Lord, that the truth does set us free. And when we look to your word, it's nothing but truth that's going to lead to freedom. So I'm praying for everyone listening to this episode today, whatever they're struggling with, whatever their chains may be, I pray those chains would fall off in the power of God, that, Lord, you'd heal them, that you'd transform them, that you'd empower them, Lord, to walk in the freedom that you offer. We thank you, Lord, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to be blessed this week. Pray for Pastor Mike as I pray for you. If you've got a need, I could pray with you about or you've got an idea about an episode on this podcast. I'd love to hear from you. My email address is MikeLifeAddictionRecovery at gmail.com. Again, leave us a five-star rating, positive review on iTunes or whatever host you listen to this podcast on. That'll help us reach more people. Again, pray for me. I'll be praying for you. Look forward to speaking with you again soon. God bless.